The first reading is taken from the book of Numbers. And this reading speaks about Moses choosing 70 elders. And why is he choosing elders? Well, because as usual with the people of Israel, they were complaining. So they were complaining against Moses and God told him, okay, you're complaining, I will give you some help so you don't have to deal with all these people yourself. So God told him, go and choose 72 elders. And the, 70 elders. And then, okay, all the elders come to him, the Spirit comes upon them, and they prophesy. But there were these two other uh, people from Israel who were not there, but they were in the list. They were supposed to be there. So 72 elders. And uh, the Spirit comes upon them too. So then uh, Joshua tells uh, Moses that oh, these two Eldad and Midad are prophesying too in the camp. Go and stop them for God's sake. Well, Moses says, well, I'm not going to stop them. If the Spirit has come upon them, it might be God's will. Why am I going to stop them? But then we find in the gospel some, something very close to this. So uh, that is John comes and says, Teacher, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we try, try to prevent him. Oh, why? Because he does not follow us. Follow us, the disciples, not just Jesus, the disciples too. So there's an issue there that who is in and who is out. And uh, you can reflect on your own life. I remember uh, when I was in a, a, a teenager, when I was at school, we talk about that, who is in and who is out, our group. This is my group. Who's going to do this? Who's going to volunteer for this? It's not just me. I have to go with somebody who I know, so my group is going to do that, right? There is a group. Who else? No, we don't, we don't, we don't care. We want this group to do things. And that continues to happen at school, at home, everywhere. We always have to do something. Like in church, some people might say, oh, I want to always, I'm the reader. I'm the proclaimer for 1045 every Sunday. Oh, doesn't mean that nobody else can do it. Oh, this is our choir. And the choir always uh, sings at 5 p.m. on Saturday. Oh, what about the other choirs? What if somebody, uh, and I don't mean here, right? But we just get used to do things in one way and nothing can change it. So this is what we do. And we tried to prevent him. But there is something bigger than this. Who is going to be saved? Who is going to get salvation? Oh, well, some people might think that just these people, those who are here at 1045, because we are the ones fulfilling our Sunday obligation. So those others who didn't come to Mass, are they going to be saved or not? Well, the church says, maybe, yes, of course. Lumen Gentium is one document in the Second Vatican Council that took place in the 60s. And Lumen Gentium 8, the church says that everybody who will be saved will be saved through the church. But there are elements of sanctification and truth 
outside the visible structure of the church. Oh, that sounds interesting. That means that the Buddhist can be saved? Well, yes, he might be saved. Who knows? We are not God. We cannot decide who will be saved and who will not. God is the one who will decide that. But here we are, and we come to church, and we are good people, but we also recognize that there are good people out there. We also recognize that there are good people in other religions, and we also recognize that there are good people or people who do good, and, and they say that they don't believe. But we also believe that faith is a gift, and this gift has been given to every human being. The issue is that maybe some people don't develop, don't grow up that gift of faith, but it is there. So are we going to prevent some people to do good or, or speak in the name of Jesus because he is not part of St. Joseph Catholic Church? Well, they're speaking in the name of Jesus, and uh, let me tell you, some people are speaking in the name of Father John Trout. I got an email from somebody called Father John Trout, and he was asking me, oh, you know, the, my, the birthday of my niece is coming up. Could you please buy some gift cards for iTunes Store and, uh, and send them to me because uh, I, I cannot do it right now? Well, I was like, why is Father Trout asking me to do this if uh, I just texted him before, but okay, then I checked that it says Father John Trout, but that's not his email. So this is a different kind of example, okay? <laughs> but there are people who speak in the name of Jesus, and then they don't do the same things that we do. They don't worship God in the same way we do. Are they wrong? Are we wrong? No, we just understand things in a different way. We believe that what we do is true, that it is correct, that it, we really follow the tradition of Jesus. We really have the Eucharist, which we believe is Jesus Christ present in the Eucharist, present uh, his body and blood is there, and we receive him. So we are doing something that is correct, and we believe it. But the invitation is that we need to enter into dialogue with these people too. We cannot just reject them because they belong to a different religion, right? We need to come close to them. Instead of paying attention to what divides us, what are our differences with them, we need to work together. There are so many fields where we can work together, where we can do good, where people from many different religions come together and do something good, because every good thing is inspired by God. Even if don't, some people don't recognize that it's inspired by God, but every good thing, every good action, and every good word in the world is inspired by God. So we cannot prevent them, for whoever is not against us is for us. So we need to help each other, and help everybody understand what we believe. But something important, when we enter into dialogue with somebody who believes something different from what I believe, is that I need to be sure of what I believe in, that my principles are clear, that the principles of my faith, that what I believe 
is really clear to me. That's why it's important to develop an understanding of my faith, to be more interested in reading and learning more about sacred scripture and learning more about the principles of the church, in learning what is what I mean when I say, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, light from light, God from God, uh, true light from true light. I believe in the communion of saints and all these things that we repeat and repeat. We need to understand what these things mean to me and what the church is telling me through all these things. If I don't have my principles clear, then somebody will knock at the door of my house and will say, oh, do you know Jesus? Oh, they have been telling you things in a wrong way. Let me explain you. This is the scripture and, oh, the Bible. Yeah, no, do you have a Bible? Oh, yeah, we have it somewhere over there. Oh, do you read the Bible? Mm, ah, Okay, that's a different story. But if we don't have our principles clear, anyone else will turn those principles down and we will fall into many doubts, and we might think that what I have believed for all these years is wrong, but it's only because I really don't know these principles, because I have not come to understand these principles, and I'm not sure about them. That happens with teenagers. Eighth grade, they are altar servers, They go to high school, they learn some things about science, and then, oh, uh, everything is wrong. What I thought was true, the science is telling me that it is not because science and religion don't go together, so either I believe in religion or I believe in science. Well, that cannot be the principle. I invite you to, uh, just an example, the director of Mandalay Seminary is a, is a priest, he's an astrophysicist. You know him, Father John Karji. He comes here. Religion and science go together too. But we need to learn more about it. We need to understand it. Maybe another day, in another homily, we can talk about religions and science, or we can ask Father Karji to give us a talk about that. But the invitation is, learn the principles of your faith. Have them very clear in your mind and in your heart. And also, go and learn from other people. Go and learn from other traditions. That's something good. And come together with them and do something good. Because every good thing is inspired by God.